I'm Hilary Naughton. Welcome to the Uprint Podcast. It's time to remember your power and become the architect of your reality. Join me as we explore the art of intentional co-creation. We delve into the science and the magic. Hear expansive stories from entrepreneurs and creatives around the world who channeled their ideas and inspiration into real life by following their passions and staying true to their inner guidance. My intention is to empower you to act on your desires and live a life in vibrant color. Thanks for tuning in. Now we vibe. Good day, everyone. I hope wherever you are at the moment, whatever time it is when you're listening, that you're having a great day. This week, we've got Julia Martin from Dream Your Life Now on the show. Uh, she is a smart as a whip business coach and just an overall amazing human. She helps her clients tap into their passions and create lives they love using expertise that she honed from a long career in business development at, of all places, Google and then Twitter. And she also incorporates manifestation principles in in her coaching plans, which of course I love. And for context, it's about 10 times harder to get a job at Google than it is to get into Harvard. So when I found out that she used visualization and other manifestation principles to get that job, I knew I wanted her on to share her story. And this is a bit of a full circle moment for me. About four months ago, I heard her on a podcast and I can't even remember the name of it now, but I heard her and I heard her talking and I thought, oh my God, she's me, but like future me at some point down the road. We both had long careers in business development, spent a lot of years in the San Francisco Bay Area, had left corporate careers and and believe in the power of understanding the principles of quantum physics and manifestation to create to create your life, really to create anything. So I hired her as a mentor to help guide me through the process of starting this podcast because hot tip, when you're creating something new, if you can, it's really beneficial to to work with someone or get advice from someone who has been where you're going. It just makes the process so much easier and and a lot more fun too. But little did I know all that we were going to create in three to four months together. I mean, I went to Julia with an idea for a few different things and literally everything that we talked about ended up happening. So it was a really great time. And and I wanted her on the show to to capture this moment in time for me as she was such a big part of me creating this podcast, but also she has an amazing story and how she has interwoven the principles of universal law and manifestation to not only get a career that lasted for, you know, 12 to 15 years in business development and not only to to achieve different goals that she had during that time, but also to the point where she'll talk about it. She started teaching manifestation to colleagues at Twitter and she and they, they then end up running a marketing campaign around celebrities and manifestation and them tweeting their dreams into existence. So uh, she'll talk about that, but like how fascinating, right? So she she talks about taking the leap from that career to start her coaching business, which then led her to teaming up with a former Twitter colleague to help create this really cool program for high school students called Ready Mindset Go, which incorporates mindset and manifestation principles 
And it's a curriculum they're selling all over the world to different high schools. So she'll talk more about that. But she lives in Southern California. So we had to record over Zoom. And for now, I might stick with interviewing in person after this because I love the vibe it creates and the sound quality. And of course, there are still so many great local stories here to share. But I I say that because even though the sound is a little less full than normal, we still had a great conversation with so many tidbits to help if you're if you're needing some inspiration to leave your corporate job, how to use manifestation to work smarter, not harder, what it means to follow your passions, and how to harness the power of universal forces to help make risk taking, especially if you're not used to taking risks, help make it a bit easier. We had a bit of sound issues in the beginning, so she's going to just jump right in and start off the conversation with a bit about her upbringing and what her childhood was like and what her parents modeled to her on on what was possible and how that had a big impact on her life now. So enjoy. I was really lucky in the fact that um, I grew up with parents that showed a lot of love. Like if, if I think about one word that describes my parents, it's love a lot of love to us, my sister and me. Um, I grew up with just, I have just one sister, but a lot of love to family. My mom was super close with her parents. Um, my grandparents lived until they were a hundred. Um, and right next door to us, my dad has six brothers and sisters, just really tight relationships with them. And my parents love each other. Like they still are kind of <laughs> obsessed with each other. And So I grew up with this, um, just feeling love and, um, and seeing that love, having love in your life was really possible. And I think that that is sometimes like building a business and, you know, leaving a corporate job and doing all these scary things. I come back to that. Like I always have love in my life. And I think I really thank my parents for raising me like that. So what was modeled to you was just that love is possible, which for so many people that that isn't the case. So you had yeah. such a leg up and maybe you can take us back to, to your story and what really inspired me the most and wanted me to start working with you was that when you were talking about when you were working at Google and Twitter and, and I know from living in America and San Francisco for so long that those jobs are very, very hard to get. And when you were talking about manifestation and how how you used manifestation to, to get that first role and kind of how you had your entire life. And so I'd love to, to expand the listeners on, on that story and, and some of the manifestation tools that you use to get that. And then let's just go from there. Yeah. I was always like a a good student. I, I had, I was very clear in what I wanted as a kid. Like I would set goals for myself. Um, and I would just like, I just, I like goals. And I I remember like I had a, and I've talked about this on the podcast, but um, I had a diary. I always would journal as a kid and have diaries and I would write goals on almost every diary entry. And then I would really like visualize my goals. Like I literally, I would remember like writing, I'm going to get an A in this world history class. And then I would think about, okay, what does it look like to have an A on the test return to me? All these things, like I didn't know what I was doing, but that's kind of how I would goal set. And then I would just like always 
my goals would, would always be met. And I'm like, oh, I'm just really, really good at goals. I would like, my sister got really, did really well on the SATs. And I'm like, I'm going to get higher than her. And so I wrote it down and I had it on my little Bolton board above my desk and just like the number that I need to get. And I just, I literally got, and I was, I'm not like an amazing test taker, but my SAT was just a little bit more higher than hers. I kind of lost it after I, I graduated college. I don't know exactly what happened, but um, well, it was a series of events, but I was surrounded by a lot of toxic people, negativity. Um, I ended up working for a company that was sort of like, I, I never got paid. And then I got laid off, got another job that I didn't like that. I also got laid off, got laid off again, laid off three times in a year and a half. And again, just surrounded by negativity, um, really lost and really down. And I'm a pretty innately positive person. So this period of my life was very difficult. And I just remember thinking, God, it's not working anymore. Like what happened to this goal setter that achieved everything? Like everything that I want just seems so far away. And I, and I was, um, at that point, someone had introduced me to a guy named Mike Dooley and I had signed up for these notes from the universe. And then I, I got, I, someone gifted me a book and it was, it's called infinite possibilities and it introduced manifestation, just that your thoughts create your reality and what you focus on and get intentional on. And when you visualize it and you believe what, what you want is possible, you can literally make anything possible. And that it just clicked for me, Hillary. I was like, oh my God, this is what I was doing in high school. This makes so much sense. I am doing the opposite now. I'm focusing on all the negative. I'm focusing on all the lack. I'm surrounding myself with people who are really uninspiring and who hate their jobs. Like, of course this keeps happening. And so I just decided, I remember so vividly, I was like laying in my bed and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I am the creator of my reality. I am, I created this, like, this is why I'm here. And they're like, Hey, well, what, what do I want? What do you want, Julia? What do you want to manifest? And I'm like, I want to manifest a job at Google. Like they're just like rolling around on their colorful bikes, like getting pampered and massaged at work and oh, like yeah. writing on whiteboards and like celebrities go to that camp. Like, it was just like, that's what I want to do. And that's where I want to be. And so I'm like, okay. I'm going to test this thing out. And so without getting too into the weeds, like really what I did is I was like, okay, I, this is my goal. I want to work at Google and I started acting as if like, I was just like, okay, this is going to happen. So, and I started visualizing and I pulled up all the pictures of the Google campus. Um, and I just like would put myself in these pictures. Like, what is it like to be at these little cafes? What is it like to ride one of these bikes? And I'd like close my eyes and just imagine myself there. And then I would take what we now call is inspired action. But I was like, I'm going to just start telling and asking anyone if they know anybody who works. <laughs> in I reached out to, I sent emails and then I figured out two people that I kind of knew through friends of friends that worked at Google. And I was just like, I'm, that's my in. And then I ended up having a conversation it, little, I mean, you know, the end of the story, but yes, you get there. <laughs> three months later, I get the call and I'm, um, I'm in LA at this dead end job. And they're like, 
and I was in the, for some reason I was in the um, parking lot because it's very, another vivid memory. And they told me and they're like, oh, you know, you're, um, you got the job. Congratulations. Um, you're going to start in San Francisco. So we'll help you with your move. And um, it's going to start in three weeks. And it was just like, it was one of those moments that I'm sure you have all the time, Hillary, where it's like, you're just, it's the manifestation moment, but it's not even that it manifested. It's like, it's the moment of realizing your power for anyone listening. You can really change the way that you tell your story, mm-hmm. not just to other people, but to yourself. Like three layoffs doesn't mean that you're incapable of, of keeping a job. Three layoffs could show that, wow, like even in an economic downturn, you are consistently showing up and persevering and it's showing that resilience. And, you know, so anyway, my point in this whole story is like, I realized with getting that job at Google that it's not even, it wasn't about the job. It was about, wow, I am powerful. And if I focus and get real intentional and work through my limiting beliefs and get clear and take action from that place, like I can make anything happen. One of the things I loved about your story is that is that you were kind of working in like the sales role where you had metrics, right? And you using manifestation for manifesting in a sales capacity, I think for any listener, most people with, with any job, they have certain goals that they have to hit. And I find that using manifestation to hit those goals, especially in sales is, is so easy and gets you to a point where we were, we were saying like, wow, we're like working part-time at these jobs. And we're like, wow, it's almost like when you understand the tools of the universe, you don't have to work as hard. One, one billion percent. With manifestation, I think a lot of people have this perception that it's a lot of doing, 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 but then you, you start to understand these, the tools and you incorporate them in every aspect of your life. And then you realize I can use this to, to kind of like press the cruise button in some ways. It's like this unfair advantage. I remember my, the last role that I had before I left and started these other businesses, I did almost nothing that year. It was when we moved to Byron and I was ranked second on the team. And I remember when all the rankings came out at the end of the year and I was crossing my fingers being like, please don't be number one, please don't be number one. Because I had this, like this beef amongst my team of like, Hillary's never working and she's getting, all of these things are happening and it, and she's still winning business. And I'm like, if you only listen to me and that, you know, you can create these things by meditating and I'm not doing nothing. I'm meditating for however long, you know, I'm going to the beach, I'm going to the ocean, I'm laying in the sun for three hours, which is like a really great way to put your, your energetic frequency at the right place so that you can bring more to you. 100% in sales and business development, always number one, like it, or not number one, but just top sales. Yeah. And, and, um, and would also get promoted a lot. And people are like, but you, I don't understand. (laughs) And there is this, I remember like the, our sales manager was, would always say this, you guys, come on, it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. And I'm like, it is not a numbers game. (laughs) You're like, it's a universal thing, buddy. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) Because I, I I had a colleague and he would like literally put out, push out like a hundred emails a day. And I'm like, 
Yeah, of course. Like, but he's, but it was, there was no intentionality behind it. It's like, you know, just copy paste. Let's just like, it's a numbers game. Let's like spray and pray approach. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, no, how about I find someone um, and really like go to their LinkedIn profile and make the connection and go in and feel like it's like, this is like an energetic exchange. We have a product that's going to work and I have one call and that guy signs up for whatever, you know, the two-year commitment. And it's like the biggest deal. And then I'm done for the quarter. And it's just like <laughs> yes. a numbers game. It's an energy game. I love the way Jack Canfield, who is like one of my favorites, because he's like the perfect blend of business and a little woo, but he, mm-hmm. he's the guy who wrote the, the chicken soup for the soul books. And he has a book that I love called the success principles. And one of the success principles is drop out of the ain't it awful club. Club. Okay. Yeah. At work, drop out of the in and awful club with your neighbors, with your community, with your family members. Like, don't talk about what's awful. Like, don't don't lament over like things in your life that you don't like or that are unfair because that's just going to attract more of it into your life. And I think that it's really easy to be part of this club at work because there's like a camaraderie around like mm-hmm. complaining and commiserating people like it. It makes you kind of feel good in the moment, but it doesn't feel good long-term and it doesn't do anything for you in terms of up-leveling or, or like feeling good and attracting more good things into your life. It's just like drop out of the ain't it awful club and just Get like join the like isn't life great club? Yeah, it's a way better club to be in. Yeah. <laughs> well, and if your job actually really sucks, then you can quit. <laughs> so we're not saying like, you know, just be there and, and be happy that you're there. But yeah, remember all the good things about it and what you love, and focus on that, and then even feel that in your body when you're focusing on something that's really great. That even if it's something small, like. I love that in my job, I get to talk to, to different people. Like if you're on, if you're working at a call center, you know, like having those connections, focus on that, you know, and then it just expands and it grows. Like you said, we're evolving all the time. Right. And our desires are evolving. And I definitely, there was a great chunk of my life where I loved working at Google and I loved working at Twitter. And then I outgrew it like really fully did. And I had this really big pull that this is not like something's missing. This isn't right. And I started to feel almost resentful of the job. And as soon as I realized that I was feeling resentful and of like menial tasks that I had to do, I was like, you know what, this isn't forever. And I am going to be really grateful that I have a job where I can now go and explore other things. So it's like, you can also, if it's not right, be grateful for the fact that you have something and then use that gratitude to kind of just allow you to start exploring and getting inspired by other things. Like just having a job in and of itself is something to be grateful for. Oh, definitely. Well, and it's, I think you hit the nail on the head and it's a great segue into kind of how you then left Google, left Twitter to then start the business that you have now, which led to all these other things. But I think if you can look at your job as, as a vehicle, but once you get to that space that you were at, that I've been at, that a lot of people have been at where you've outgrown it rather than getting resentful, you look at it like a vehicle to get you to the next place. And and by that point, you know, you have your job down pat, you can do it in 
one third of the hours that it takes to actually do it. And especially if you're using manifestation, you can do it even less than that, right? (laughs) You're saying you did one call and you're like, boom, quarter done. And so look at it like, oh, I'm so grateful I have this vehicle that's paying me full time to then explore other things I want to do. So I think it's a great segue into how did you leave Google? How, How did you go from Google to Twitter and then Twitter to starting your own business? Um, so I left Google to Twitter cause I just wanted something, um, a little smaller where I could make more of an impact and, um, and Twitter at the time was kind of like this cool startup. I didn't actually this. Okay. So admission to make, I still, I, in eight years of working, working at Twitter, I never tweeted. It's just not my preferred, like platform. I never really got into it, but it didn't matter because Twitter, and what I will say is Twitter was an incredible place to work. Like they care about their employees and, um, and it was, it was, this is actually relevant, but when I started feeling like the, I'm not happy anymore in my role, I flipped it to saying, okay, well, what, what do I, how can I make myself happy in this role at Twitter? And I wanted to do more creating. I wanted to, so I'm like, you know what, what would be really fun? I'm like, I want to start a podcast or I want to start interviewing people and just like kind of flexing this, this like muscle of of putting myself out there. Little did I know this was me preparing for what I was going to do next, which is also this follow your curiosities, follow the things like that are inspiring to you. And I had this little bug or ping or pull in me that was like, I want to be kind of like a e-news live reporter. Like I want to like sit down and interview people and just like create stuff that goes and lives out there. And and I want to be the host. And um, so I'm like, why don't I just do it? So I just pitched the idea and this is what makes Twitter so great. They're like, yeah. So I was like, I want to interview all of our clients and create like a little video talk show, TV show and put it on YouTube. And wait, did um, this actually happen? Yeah. Oh, they, I never did this. They ended up pulling all the videos um, once they shuttered my department, but it was really fun. I interviewed um, many people flew around the world. Like I did an interview in um, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Um, and I got to create, like, I found the people that had interesting stories and I was so lit up during this time that every, like, this is also when I got uh, my first big promotion. Um, and they're like, we love what you're doing with this. And I'm like, well, I love doing this. I'm excited about going to work again. Um, and then COVID hit and, uh, I couldn't do the, these interviews anymore. And we were being very mindful of budget and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I, I don't want to be here anymore. Like I, that was the one thing that was getting me excited was the fact that I was creating content and kind of putting myself out there in this way that was exciting and like fun and fulfilled this little piece of me. Um, and it was, oh, I realized like, okay, this is not it, but I have no idea what it is. And I had this whole, I think a lot of people have this where it's like, I know things aren't aligned. I know this isn't my forever job, but I don't even know what I'm passionate about. I don't even, I don't even have any hobbies. Totally. Like, Most people I are like, what's my purpose? Yeah. What's my purpose? Mm-hmm. That was the thing, Hillary, for me for so long, 
I would be triggered when someone even said the word purpose. Cause I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you're like, I can't go there. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I knew I wasn't living mine. Okay. And I had this real sense of guilt almost about it. Cause I'm not there and I don't even know what it means. And then I was like, okay, well maybe it's just starting my own business. So I did a bunch of random things like drop shipping. Cause I think I got targeted by some YouTube video and he's like, I make a hundred thousand dollars a month through drop shipping. I'm like, oh, what no. is that? <laughs> so it's basically where you set up like a, um, a Shopify website and then people go, and then you promote your website through Facebook or Instagram and you're selling products that you don't actually own. Yes. So you're going, and then you're connecting it and buying it from China as soon as, so the fulfill, like it actually takes like three weeks for the, the end customer to get the products. Cause you're not holding anything. So they're buying from you and then you go and buy it from China for cheap. Cause they're like, you got to get a niche. So I was like, maybe belly button rings. I don't know. Oh no. Did you know? (laughs) No, I mean, did you do belly button rings? Well, no, because someone had told me that if belly button rings is actually like a really good one. (laughs) It was just so I was just like, that one didn't land anywhere. I got really deterred because people were like, it's scammy. And like you end up getting customers who are so pissed because like it takes a month sometimes, or they get stuff kind of that's broken or like, (sighs) And they're like, where's my belly button ring? They're like, this belly button ring has like toxic chemicals in it. <laughs> they're like, it gave me an infection. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I didn't know this about you. Okay. So go ahead. Oh, and that, that led to another eBay idea business. I was just like, I want to just create something. And then, and then I actually started something called moving memories, um, a little video editing service where I I would create these videos for birthdays and graduations and stuff. And, um, I like, I love editing videos and this is actually another little dot in the connection. Totally. I can see it now. Yeah. And I was, and that was, it was fun in COVID and, um, just kind of promoted to family and friends and got a lot of business. And, um, but then I realized like, what do I even like doing about it? Cause it, I, it was like, I was making money, but it wasn't fulfilling at all. It was like not really serving anyone in a deep way. And it didn't really align with me. And it took a lot of time and I'm like creating all these videos for other people. And it just was like, no. And then I, um, I was actually doing this while I was pregnant with my son, Wit, my third. And then I had Wit and um got a call from our hr department at twitter and they said um this is while i was on maternity leave after eight years of working at twitter and they said okay so sorry to say this but basically your role has been made redundant we got rid of your team so this is this is your last day i'm like but i'm i'm on maternity leave yeah like isn't that illegal yeah no apparently not um So that was when everything changed for me because one, I realized like, there's no security in corporate. Like there's no, they're not family. I think I had been for so long. I had this loyal, weird loyalty where I'm like, I just am here because they're good to me and I'm good to them. And it's this like energetic exchange. But Mm -hmm. then I'm like, no, that's not what it is. And then I realized like, I, 
I am powerful. Why am I just playing small? And I might not know what I want to do, but I can create and I need to get back in the mind of creating. And so I said, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to manifest a job back at Twitter because I I don't, I'm going to have my whole maternity leave and I want a job where I can actually be inspired. So I, I did it. And I, and I got, and like with a three week old, I had to go through a whole interview process. It was ridiculous. So how were you keeping it all together during that time with, you had a three week old, your hormones all over the place, you're having to get a new job just before you get into how you got out of that. It's like really for people who haven't had babies (laughs) that might be listening, it's like, you're already in a very emotionally fragile state. And then to pile on having to fight for your job back. It's like, what were you, how did you stay? How did you keep it together? Um, Well, I didn't, I had a full meltdown and I, you know, all the, like, this isn't fair. How could you do I like, I really, I took it personally. I took it really personally. And, um, and I was like, I have a three week old, like this isn't okay. And just also like the compensation package was like nothing. Like it was just the whole, the whole thing just felt so wrong. And, um, and then I, I had not slept either because I had a three week old. And so I that moment and, um, my husband, and I've talked about this on the podcast, but he had listened to the conversation. He, He happened to have been home that day that it happened. And he, heard the whole conversation because I had it on speaker because I couldn't, I was sobbing so much. And, um, and he's like, you have, you need to just go, like, you need to go to the desert. You need to like, you need to sleep. You need some time to yourself. So I took the baby and left and went to the desert where my parents live, bring my parents back into this. And they took care of me. (gasps) Uh, And I, and my mom played night nurse. uh, I swam. I just really just gave myself time to just get back into balance. Yeah. And, um, and then it was at the end of that trip and my, um, I was sitting with my dad having like a drink, um, a glass of wine, which I hadn't had really had wine because I three week old and it was, I just felt so relaxed and he's like, so what's next? And I said, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get my job back at Twitter and then I'm going to do something. I'm going to create something in my life. And I'm really, I'm, and I, I said it with such conviction because I felt it. I'm like, oh, here it is. Like, this is the beginning of creation. And I, on my drive home, I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm just going to start a podcast. But I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> and I went home and told Alex this. And he's like, why wouldn't you just talk about or start a podcast on on what you're most obsessed with and talk about, talk to me about more than anyone else. And look at the side of your, or your bedside table. You have 25 books on the law of attraction manifestation. And I'm like, start a podcast talking about manifestation. Like who's going to listen to that? It's just like, and turns um, out lots of people. (laughs) I I, I had never heard a podcast on manifestation, but when I had that idea, then I listened to manifestation, babe. I'm like, Oh, I could do this in kind of a different way. Um, and that was the beginning, Hillary. That was the beginning of everything. And it's like, it's a true follow that inspired action or take inspired action, follow the curiosity. Like I had a download to start a podcast that led to me taking a course on creating a podcast, put out a podcast. I'm still on maternity leave. 
Um, I remember like nursing him and recording and like testing it all out. And then that is what led down this whole path and finding my purpose, like starting my coaching business on the side, becoming a full-time coach, all, all of that. Oh, and we'll jump into that because that story is so fascinating as well. Cause I know there's so many people who want to start their own business and work with people one-on-one. The moment that you were talking about uh, when you were, were getting made redundant and you were, you know, having a meltdown, it took me back to this moment that I had when at the, my last career, I was working in, in medical device sales and uh, it was the job that moved me to Byron. And like I said before, it was this moment of, I was performing at a high level, even though I wasn't doing much. I was like locked out of the state that I worked in because I live right by the border and all of these deals were coming in. And it was like, I felt like my whole team was like turning on me and I felt like my management was turning on me and just being like, you know, uh, we want you to do things a certain way. We want it to be like this. We want it to be like that. And I'm like, well, I've worked here. I've always been a top performer. I've always hit my goals. Like what, what is the problem? And I was having this full meltdown moment, just like you. And what something that my sister said, which really I think is, is a great nugget for anyone, which is imagine, well, number one, when you're looking back at those people and that experience, how grateful are you? Because that rock bottom moment took you into what you now have. But I remember before I walked into that meeting where I knew it was going to be like a, almost like an ambush. My sister said, try, try, try to, to imagine that those people are like your friends and they're just in different masks and and they're actually giving you the biggest, they're doing you the biggest favor of your life. And if you can just see it that way, rather than painting them as the villain, then it will really shift everything. And I didn't do that actually, you know, had a full meltdown in the meeting. Couldn't say like, I'm manifesting and you guys just don't get it. (laughs) But, but, but looking back, I think there are, I hear a lot of people talk, they'll say, Oh, I had this person at my job and they're just, you know, like, it's like, they're pushing me out and it's like, Oh, tell them. Thank you. Like, thank you so much for pushing me closer to my purpose and something that I really want to do. So anyways, I just think that that's a really powerful, powerful tool to reframe when you're in that, that rock bottom. Oh, hundred percent. And I think it's, uh, you always like, I mean, this is so cliche, but the hindsight is 2020. And my favorite quote that I talk, that I repeat all the time, which Steve Jobs said about you, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back. Now everything makes sense once you get to that point of like, okay, of alignment, like all of the things when you were, you know, thrown off track or, you know, the layoffs or the toxic people or the situation, like, there are all these little dots that lead you to where you are. It's not going to make sense. You can't connect them looking forward. You just can't, but you can always make sense of them when you look back. Oh, definitely. Well, and if you can have that moment of presence when you're in a moment like that, where it's yes, feel all the feelings, but just say, just think to yourself, well, like, what if this is actually the greatest gift? Yeah. And and how would I react and how would I kind of move forward from here? So I just think that's so powerful. All right. So you're at, you're at Twitter and you get your job back, go you. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then you're starting your podcast and then how do you, how do you make that leap? Because I think that's one of the hardest leaps. Yeah. 
And the so when I started the podcast, it was my dirty little secret. Didn't tell anyone about it. Literally <laughs> didn't even tell my sister. And we're super close. Didn't t- I mean, like we're like you and Amber, but like we're not twins. Yeah. And didn't tell her, didn't tell my parents. Um, only Alex knew about it. And I published it. And I'm like, oh, people are listening to it. How are they even finding it? Like, what is happening? Because I wasn't doing anything. And then I started to like a burner account, like a little secret Instagram account and no one knew about it. And it was like talking about my podcast and like people started following it. I'm like, this is, this feels like I'm living this dual life. Um, but you know, now we know, or now I know what I was doing was really holding myself back. I was, I was scared, right. It was was scared to show up. I was scared of what everything meant and I wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready to take the leap yet. But it, I think what ended up happening is I got this, like, I started getting messages on Instagram, people saying like, your podcast is helping me so much. Or, um, I listened to your podcast and, um, X, Y, Z has transformed, or I manifested this, or, um, my entire attitude has changed and all these things. I'm like, oh my God, like, this is this is helping people. This is serving. And I just, with every episode that I would record, I would go in with, and I think we talked about this Hillary, but, um, I didn't, the intention was not to monetize it. The intention was not to turn it into a business. It wasn't, it was like really to serve. Mm -hmm. And I still go back to that a lot where I'm like, and I've, and I've scrapped episodes episodes and interviews where I'm like, I don't think this is really going to serve anyone. Like, I just, I think it's too, you know, self-promoting or promoting of something else. Like I don't, I, and I, so I really am intentional in creating a um, content that serves. And I think that is what has made it successful. Um, Or that's why it's resonated with so many people is because like there are lessons and takeaways and stuff that people can really like find value in. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I, then I started interviewing coaches and I just started reaching out to people on Instagram that, um, I, I would just like see what their messages were and what their voice, and if they had something cool or unique to share, um, I'm like, Oh, I want to bring them on. And, and I had brought on, like, I'd had like five or six coaches on all manifestation coaches. And, um, and then someone sent me a DM and was like, you never talk about your coaching services. Like, are you a coach? Like, I want to learn from you. And I'm like, no, I'm not a coach. I just, um, I just like talking about this stuff. And then I was like, whoa, what? Like, maybe yeah, I could be a coach. Yeah. Maybe I could be a coach. What does it actually mean to be a coach? Um, and that was a little ping. And then every time I had a coach on, I'm like, oh my God, this is, because like, I, I thought that it was as a coach, you had to go through school. Like, I didn't really know what it meant. And another limiting belief. I was like, there's no way that I'll be able to support my family. By well, make the kind of money that you're doing that. Yeah. Making, making you know, as a 15 year veteran in ad tech, which is like, I just felt very pigeonholed in this career. Golden um, handcuffs. I think we've talked golden, about it. Yeah. True yeah. golden handcuffs, which you know, is I think obviously like I was very grateful, but it it did, it felt, it felt like I stuck in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because, you know, I was an equal contributor to our household and we have three kids and a mortgage and schools and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, this little passion project or becoming a coach, like how would I ever be able to make the kind of money that I'm making? Um, and then I found my first expander. <laughs> who? And, <laughs> Do you remember um, who it was? Well, it was Kristen Jenna. <clears throat> She's um, a manifestation coach. And she was just like talking about money. And she's like, you know, and um, um, she's like, I'm going to be honest. I never thought that I could make this kind of money. She's like, I'm two years in and I, I, I hit my first hundred K month. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're like month, hundred K month, month, month. And then I, got, I had that number probably. And then every coach that I bring on, I'm like, kind of like if money came up, like, I was just like, is this, is this legit? Is this a lie? And, and then I was seeing like, oh, there's like, as these successful coaches who are obviously providing a lot of value, you can make a lot of, like a lot more than I'm making right now. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I think that the term expander is a great one that, that it's for anyone listening and, and what it means is finding someone who, who you can see some of yourself in that has what it is that you want or has something that you say, Oh, like, I can see myself in her. And so I can see myself having that or him. And it's so important when you're creating something new. It's the reason I hired you when we started working together, because it was like, oh, I can see myself in, in you. And so that shows my subconscious that, that I can have it as well. So when you're building something new, seek out people, social media is a great resource, but seek out people who, who you can see yourself in that already have what you want, because not you're not just going to find those people in your backyard. It's, we live in this age, this digital age where anything is at your fingertips. So set that intention to find someone who has what it is that you want to create. And, and it really starts to set the energetics on like this path of just starting to bring more things to you. Oh yeah. And I think taking it almost like one step further, or maybe even one step back, what we're doing if you think about manifestation, the basics of manifestation, it's believing that that what you want or what you're creating is possible. It's just, it's all rooted in belief. And it's impossible to believe that you can accomplish something if you've never, not impossible, if you've never seen it done before, it's going to be really hard to wrap your brain around or believe that you can do it. And I, I think that the one of the most classic examples has nothing to do with this, but um, I think in like net, no one had run a six minute, uh, a sub four minute mile ever in history. Like it was always like some, they'd be in the three or in the, you know, right above four, right above four. And then one person did it, I think it was in like 1976 or something. And then since like the next year, like 300 people did it. And now the thousands of people do it. It takes one person just believing that it's possible is, is like the number one thing to making it happen. Definitely. If you don't believe that, that in this example, like that coaches can, um, bring in like a, a good income, like you're, you're never going to be able to create that for yourself. 100%. Oh, I completely agree. All right. So we've got your, we found your expander, your coach, and you thought, all right, cool. I can do this. Well, I think I can do this. And then, yeah. and then how do you actually make the leap? Cause that, that's what most people don't ever make the leap and they just stay stuck in a hamster wheel. And so I want to inspire people on how do you actually do it? 
And, and this is, this, this doesn't work for, I think there's some people that just take the leap. And then there's people like me who want to take a leap when we've got real evidence and a plan in place. Yeah. (laughs) I started a side hustle, a side business. I, um, I enrolled in a course. Um, I've enrolled in two courses, one, how to become a a coach and then another, how to build your coaching business. And set up my LLC, did all this while I was at Twitter, you know, still quote unquote crushing it because I know how to use my energy. And like you said, I was putting in, you know, 10 hours a week, 20 hours a week and maximum (laughs) all of my other time on the podcast and building my side coaching business. Once I got all the foundational things in place and I took a bunch of courses, I was like a little piece here, a little piece here, what works for me? Like that, you know, you want to do build something in a way that feels good. And that is one thing that I always talk to my clients about. And we've talked about too. It's like, if it feels bad or off or not good, or you're forcing too much, or it's just like a, uh, like a prolonged feeling, don't do it that way. Like switch it up. Like definitely like the more you can build from a place of inspiration and feeling good, like the more successful you'll be. Um, so I, I started side coaching, um, side hustling, and, side coaching, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, created my website, did all the things and then started realizing how much I loved coaching and how, you know, being able to, I started with one-on-one and just seeing the transformations and coaching is, we've talked about this too. So much of it is, is really intuitive. Like it's about asking powerful questions and it's not like you have to be an expert or know if it's, if it's business coaching, you don't need to know everything about the industry and you probably don't want to. It's about empowering that person through getting, pulling the answers that are already within them. Um, and I just loved that piece of it because it's not therapy. It's, it's not, um, mentorship. It's just like, it's this real, you're, you're empowering someone. Um, and that was so fulfilling to me. And then also to incorporate manifestation with real like strategies and all this stuff that I'd used in business was like the sweet spot. And I was like, so lit up by it that every time I'd have a meeting for my real job, um, I was like, just bounce it. Like I was like on clouds and everyone's like, we God, you have so much energy. I'm like, cause I'm so energetic. <laughs> You're like with this secret project that no one knows yeah. about <laughs> this double life. <laughs> but, Oh no. So I, so how did you come out? Yeah. Well, people found out and I got an email from my, um, the head of our department and the subject line, I'll never forget. I've never shared this. It said, congrats on 10. And I was like, what does that mean? And I clicked on it and it was just a smiley face. And I'm like, I have no idea what congrats on 10 means. I'm like, I'm eight years in, this is not my 10 year. What does 10 mean? And, and then I started panicking. Cause I'm like, oh, I just released the 10th episode of the dream your life podcast. Is that what he means? And then I was like, do I tell him about it? Do I respond to this email? What do I say? And, um, I ended up slacking him. I'm like 10 question mark. And he was like, I just listened to your last episode. It is so incredible. Oh my God. I was like, Whoa, how did you find it? He actually never told me how he found it. Yeah. Well, cause I'm like, you're trying to, you have all these secret accounts. You're like, <laughs> that I, I, well, 
that was yeah that was what what made me feel comfortable to like actually put my I shared and then I went and shared on my personal social media and I was like okay cats out of the bag this is me this is what I'm doing and then I was like oh god I should probably check in with legal and stuff at Twitter and oh yeah they, see if this is a conflict like, yes yeah it wasn't a conflict of interest um they're like as long as you're performing like you are like you know this is great and then I ended up um, running a couple like workshops within Twitter on manifestation and and speaking to different teams and um and then yeah. and, and what was the reception like on that? Because I always wondered. I would try to speak to my colleagues about manifestation. And earlier, you said Mike Dooley notes from the the universe. That was like my gateway drug into manifestation. It was like you <laughs> yeah. start there, and then you're like, oh, like you know, I would get them every day in my email box and just be like so excited. I know. Yeah. No. He like I. I the notes from the universe are like the best. I don't get them anymore, but that was you like, don't. What? You gotta get back in there. Yeah. I, I need I, to get. Oh, you still get them. Okay. Yeah. No, I need to sign up again. It, Cause it was always on my work email. So I'm like, okay, it's going to pump me up, but, um, I'm mad at Mike Julie right now. <laughs> oh, are you? Oh, because he won't come on the podcast. Well, yeah. I mean, I, he like responded to me finally. <gasps> oh, he did. He, what happened? Um, he said, thanks dreamy. Um, I'm really slammed right now. <laughs> <laughs> Were you like, I mean, he's not going to listen to this, but like, come on, mate. Like, don't call me dreamy. Like my name is. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. So how many emails had you sent him? Oh, about 385. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm still definitely going to be on the, I'm manifesting One, this. Oh like, yeah. Well, actually I, I'd get that email and be like, cool. Like we're on the, like game on, we're on the next, we're on the, we're on the next level. You responded yeah. to me. Now I know, you know, I exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so, um, well, no. So what what I was saying with the um with the colleagues is that I I found that that sharing manifestation was most people would kind of roll their eyes and it wasn't like this really I know Twitter at the time especially when you joined I think context for for the, some of the listeners who may not know but I mean getting a job at Twitter in the early days like that was another crazy score like that's that those are like the the things, the stories that are, are legendary, you know, like Twitter at the time was just, just incredible. But did you find, so my point with that is, is that because of the kind of people that they hired, did you find that they were more open to it? Yeah, for sure. There's, um, there's definitely a culture of just, of self-care, wellness, personal development, definitely open to it, but you know, not everyone, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Still, I realize that. And it's, um, my um one of my coaches once said like in order to be magnetic you have to be polarizing and i was trying for a while to be this kind of like middle of the ground like not too like just like just a little bit that people ever it would resonate with everyone and it wasn't until i really started speaking my truth like this stuff works and talking about the power of belief and much more metaphysical stuff that a lot of people were like, nope, too woo for me. But the people who like heard me and were receptive, it was like, whoa, I was drawing them to me. Cool. So uh, It's a good were, example to stay in your truth and to speak your truth yeah. from a, a very like deep and centered place. Cause then you find yeah. your people. 
Totally. But I do have to make one comment that, so when I left Twitter and started this full time, the, um, it was literally the month after I left, they did this huge campaign and was all over billboards, all over New York, um, tweet it into existence. And it was all about people who had manifested on Twitter and basically like celebrities who were like, I'm going to win an Academy Award one day. And it would show the tweet that they did. And then the other tweet of them holding the Academy Award or like, I'm going to be in the Grammys when I'm going to perform at the Grammys that they would tweet in 2009. And then 2019, it's them at the Grammys got picked up by all these publications that were like, Twitter's talking about manifesting. This is what manifesting is like, here's like, you know, um, steps to manifest, go look at the secret. Like, this is like Twitter's new thing. And I'm like, you're like, I could have been the Twitter manifestation girl. Cause you, you manifested a, a quite a large sum of money to then leave Twitter. So th- that probably felt good. You're all hi, Bye. I'm leaving this time. You're not going <laughs> to, you're not letting yeah. me go. No, it was, it was, um, so basically I had this side business that was flourishing. I had five, I could only take on five clients at a time, but I had five consistent clients coming in. I had consistent income coming in, but I'm like, there's no, I can't scale this. Like I have, I do not have the bandwidth. There's no manifesting around this. Like there's actually like, when it comes to manifesting, like you also like have to be grounded in reality and what is actually possible. And it wasn't possible for me to grow, um, doing both. So, um, like, I kind of felt a little bit like, okay, I guess I'm going to just have to do both. And then I realized, okay, Julia, what do you do best? You manifest, like, what do you want? What do you want? Like you could stay in this forever, but you have to get clear on what you want. And I'm like, okay, I think I, I want a certain amount of just like, kind of like a nest egg income or like savings um, from this business that would make it feel like I could take that and then go for six months and build it and not feel the pressure to bring in. And so I figured out what that number was. And I, I was like, okay, I can get there if I just save every single week, all the money that's coming in from the side hustle. And I'm like, I, by the time it's March 31st, 2022, I'll be able to leave. Cause I'll have this this amount saved. That's like this year. That was this year. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And this, this was back in, um, late September. So about a year ago. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give myself six months to save and then I'm going to leave. And so I had my day and it was also like, my stock was vesting. It was like all planned out. Perfect. And that's the lesson. Don't plan it out. Don't, Don't plan the how house, yes. the cursed house. And I was, I was howling my way to how I was going to leave my corporate job. And when I realized this, it was like in a coaching call. And I was telling them, you, you can't focus on the house. You can't focus on the house, you know, like how just focus on the end result, focus on the wows, not the house. Like, and so I was talking about this over and over. And then it just dawned on me. I'm like, well, I'm focusing on the house. So I let go of this March 31st date. I let go of like this saving. And I just said, I want this amount of money and it can come from anywhere and it doesn't have to come from my business, but I'm going to let go. But once I have that, that's my sign to jump. And, um, October 12th, my team at Twitter got acquired by a company and I had the opportunity to take severance, which was literally like 
almost the exact amount of the dollar number that I wrote down. Oh my um, God. Or, or move to this new company with a really fancy title and all this money. And the, and I was like, oh my God, this is, I manifested this like this. Is yes. Crazy. Like my biggest man of this. I mean, I, it was one of those moments where I'm like, I can't believe this actually happened. Like how the hell did this happen? Like, you know, you're powerful, but you're like, damn, that was like the biggest one so far. Yeah. But then it, your ego gets in the way again. I was like, wait, no, but look at this. And the, the choir was like, we're going to basically double your salary. There's all these options. Like you're going to um, run all these teams in North America or run this team in North America. You're going to like, it, it was everything that my 22 year old self thought success was. And I was like, oh my God. And I, and I really grappled over this, like um, asking everyone for their advice, literally everyone. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And, um, but I knew, I knew. Yeah. Well, how did you decide? Do you just turn into your, to your heart? Um, I decided when a bunch of people were like, you should take the job because it's, um, it's so much like it's because they were like, you can take the job and then continue the podcast and just like, just see where it leads. And I was like, but, and I think it was when I was pushing, oh, and then I talked to one friend and she was like, fuck that job. Like you go do you, like you've been wanting this and you manifested it. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> you just needed permission for one person. Yeah. Well, it resonated yeah. with what it is that you really wanted. Yeah. And that's wow. what, and then when, once the, for anyone listening, it's like, once you make a decision and it's following your intuition, it's following your guide and it's following your highest purpose and path, you will know as soon as you make the decision, you won't know leading up to it. The, de the decision making process is really hard, but mm -hmm. once you make that decision, it's like a flooding of just relief and knowing, and I have there hasn't been one second since that, that I've looked back and regretted or thought, Hmm, I wonder what would if I should have kept that job. Well, you know, what would have happened. You would have kept, it's like when you stay on that, on that path, there's not much that can really wow you, you know, when you've yeah. already kind of stepped outside and stepped into something that feels like this is a full body. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then also I realized it's not about money. And yeah. I think I had been following a career just for money for so long. And, and then there someone was waving like, you know, all this money in front of me saying you can continue in this. And it's, it's like, that was so tempting. But then I realized like, wow, that's, this isn't how I want to live my life. Like no. just facing like that, like, cause what is life about anyway? It's about living in alignment and purpose and love and meaning and, feeling good and all those things like the money will come. Like the, this is so much more important. Oh, and even more money will come. You'll look back at that amount and be like, that was like me last month. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so you make the leap, you start doing your clients and something I wanted to talk about, I know we're running, we're close to time, but through following your, your passions, through staying true to your inner guidance, you got an opportunity to create a curriculum, Ready Mindset Go, for, for high school students that you now sell all over the world, 
which is so cool. And so I wanted you to talk a bit about that because it's like, it's almost like an indication that that mainstream, that mainstream, that manifestation has more gone mainstream. And if these prestigious schools around the world are purchasing your curriculum, it's because they find value in it. And so I'd love for you to talk about that. Yeah. So, um, and thank you for the, like, I actually haven't talked about this program at all. It's been my little baby that we've been cooking up and I'm so passionate and excited about this. Like I, I, it's almost like I haven't talked about it because I, there's so much built up in it. And I, and I want it, I want to, when, when we're ready to talk about it, it's going to be like big, but it, but I, I do want to share. Um, so my, one of my coworkers from Twitter, um, her name's Melanie. She had started a coaching business as a career coach, and she had built a course um, for college students and high school students about how to build a professional network in high school and in college and how your network is your net worth. And, and this is true, by the way, at Twitter and Google, if you don't know anyone and in most companies, if, if you know someone in the company, your resume is going straight to the top of the pile, right? Like yes, and hiring manager, the first thing you're going to do is ask your team if they know anybody, ask your, you don't want to go through the whole process of working with the recruiter and sifting through resumes and interviewing. So if you get the, you know, if you get your resume hand delivered, you have a much higher chance of getting a job. So her whole thing was like, start building your network in high school, start building those connections, start reaching out to professionals and industries that you are interested in and just start forging those, those friendships and connections. Um, she would, she got like 2000 survey results back from high schoolers who were like, basically I have no confidence. I don't believe in myself. I don't know myself. I don't even know what I want to do next year, let alone what I want to be when I grow up. And I am sure as hell not going to reach out to someone on LinkedIn um, feeling this way. Mm-hmm. And so she brought, we had a conversation. This was another inspired action thing. And we were talking about it and we're, and she was like, I'm missing the mindset piece. And I'm like, what I feel like is missing is mindset and manifestation. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, how cool if we could teach the principles of manifestation to high school students, in a way where it's not so woo, but like really easy to grasp that is going to set them up for their future. Like this is stuff that I wish someone had confirmed with me in high school and been like, Julia, what you're doing with your goal setting and all this, that is manifestation. You are making this happen through your focus, through your energy, through your belief systems. And so we got our heads together and we created this course. It took us about six months to create. And the first section is all about mindset. And that's what I teach. And um, it is distilling manifestation in a way that, that is very practical for high school students. So the first part is we, we say, you know, if there's a, imagine a genie comes in and is like, I'm going to grant you a life that you want. You just have to explain what you want. And don't worry about the specifics. Just how do you want to feel? Where are you living? What is you know, are you walking to work? Are you working with a lot of people? Are you working outside? Are you, what are you doing with your free time? Like, how are you feeling when you open your door? Are you living with roommates? Are you just getting them into the energy of thinking about and visualizing? Visualize. Yes. 
Yeah. Um, and then we go through a lot of limiting belief work, introducing them to affirmations, which are not taught in high school, right? Like um, the power of having a growth mindset, which means that you don't believe that your skills are just innate, like intelligence isn't innate, but it's something that can be um, grown and improved over time. So we really try to install that. Um, and then a personality test, having people really understand who they are. And then we map all of this to the, the part that Melanie teaches. So we're looking at networking with people whose um, careers or are doing things that are aligned with who you are and that vision that you create for yourself. So. Um, in terms of what you were asking, like, is it more mainstream? We're working with the Department of Education in Hawaii, which is, I told you this, Hillary, but they are so open-minded and they're like, in our first meeting, they're like, we need to teach law of attraction to our students. We love this. <gasps> oh, so we've definitely gotten a lot of eye rolls. Not oh, have rolls. you? Okay. Well, we will... Um, a few people are kind of like, well, we don't subscribe to the idea of manifestation. We've talked to religious schools too, where it's like, you can't even use the word manifestation. But when we actually talk about what we're teaching, we're like, we're not telling them to go light some incense and close their eyes and poof, like the job is <laughs> not what it is. This is about belief. This is about focus. This is about attitude, honestly. And so one- Which is only creates a better, better school. Like it, you have better students that are happier, that are more engaged, that are, that have a more optimistic mindset because yeah. they're excited about what's to come because there's so much pressure in high school, right? Like to, to be, a, you know, this, what they see on social media. Like I remember being oh, in high God. school was like, I had a great high school experience, but I look back and I'm like, oh, I was like low-key traumatized a lot of the time because <laughs> there's so much going on. What's happening now no. though, like- the social media thing is not, I have, I, with our kids, I'm sure you have high school students too that babysit, but I've like, we have like a whole yeah, rotation. I do. Yeah, yeah, of course. And while we were building this course, I was like really talking to them, trying to understand what they're going through. And it's, it's not just social media pressure, but it's what social media, like the, how it's changing the mindset of these students, like the imposter syndrome is so real in high school now. Like mm. no one feels like worthy because they're looking at these like facades. Oh yeah. These influencers of just, yeah, exactly. It, it's like, there's, there's lack of self-worth, self-worth. There's like constant FOMO because you see other people doing things and you're not invited. So there's like, that can be, I mean, I'm sure you remember in our high school, like that's <laughs> to not to be left out, but imagine like seeing like everyone at a party and you're not there and it's all over your social media feed. Like, Oh my God. Oh, it'd be like, it, it would be just the, I can't even imagine. I'm just taking myself back to that moment. Yeah, no, it's. You've got, you've got COVID, you've got the pandemic. Um, people are f- scared of like, like their health and their parents. And then everything that's happening in the environment, this next generation, this Gen Z is like, I feel like our, the millennial generation, we didn't care about these things as much as they do. Like they really like the environment and global warming and stuff like that. They're, they're taking on a lot. And, um, and that's just added to school pressures and everything else that a high schooler has to deal with. So it's like, 
the reason why I'm so passionate about it is not just because I think it, this stuff sets you up for success and like a great career, but because it's needed. It's like Definitely. needed more than ever. Oh, it's needed more than ever. And <clears throat> I think from, from all of that, like trials and tribulations that they're going through, I can't wait to see what that generation creates to make the world better because it's like almost like when you have like that absolute darkness, it's just like, it makes the lightness even brighter. So I absolutely love it. And I can't wait until you you're shooting, like shouting from the rooftops about this program. And so you yeah. can share a bit more because it's so cool. Um, I, I love to thank you for sharing your story and I could talk to you forever. And Me I know that too. this would go for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> but um, could you, uh, thinking about your younger self and we're talking about these high school students and um, if you could kind of send a message back to yourself at any age, what would you say and in what age would you send it to? Oh, wow. This is such a good question, Hori. Um, I would send a message to myself at 21 years old. Oh, wait, are we talking about child? No, it could be any age. Yeah. Any age. I think think 21, um, or 22 and sort of around the time of me getting all those layoffs and being in my negativity and just, um, and tell her, and this is a message for everyone is the power is within you. Like you have an incredible force within you to create whatever you want in this life. And, but you don't have to do it alone. That's the, that's the other piece is that we didn't really touch on, but there is a, a greater power. There is the source or the universe or whatever you want to call it. And once you learn to tap into that, it's like you've got wind beneath your wings. Like you don't have to do it alone. It doesn't have to be hard. You feel like you're supported. And if you can lean into that, into your own power, but also into the, into this support that's around you, you're going to just fly. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to connect with Julia, she is on Instagram at Dream Your Life Now. I know she has a program launching in January 2023 called Dream Your Biz, and she's at capacity now for one-to-one clients. But if you reach out to her, I believe that she has more spots that are opening up later next month. So if you connect with her, she can give you all the details. But my intention is that you leave feeling inspired some way, you're in a better mood or armed with some new knowledge to go out and start creating, whatever that looks like for you. If you're enjoying this episode and you've been enjoying the episodes and want to stay up to date with the happenings of the show, please subscribe on Spotify or Apple, wherever it is that you enjoy your podcast. You can also leave us a review in your apps. It's another great way to show your support. And most of all, have a beautiful day. And until next time.